Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM Azul. Well, actually, today I will not be your GM as we're playing a GM-less game, Fedora Noir. Fedora Noir is an RPG written by Caroline Hobbs from Less Than Three Games. Yes, that's right, the very same Caroline Hobbs that wrote the wonderful downfall that we played earlier in the year. And I am so very excited to say that the very, very, very same Caroline Hobbs will be joining us for Fedora Noir. Fedora Noir is a game. It is a game that I will not describe because I think that Caroline did a much better job of providing us with the elevator pitch. So keep listening and you'll find out all about it. For anyone interested in the RPG, and you should be, Fedora Noir will be releasing on Kickstarter in late July. We'll be updating our episode description with the Kickstarter link when it releases, but until then do check out Less Than 3 Games' website for any updates and other information, also in the description. With all that out of the way, let's get on to the episode. Get a loose of the nose, can't stop thinking about you And how I let it down Gotta get off the drink, get my mind back in sync I've gotta help you now Take my head from the clouds, gotta save your blubbing Today, we're joined by Caroline Hobbs, Michaela, and Erin. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Hello. We'll be playing a new game, a new game designed by, yes, you're right, it is Caroline Hobbs. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can go around introducing ourselves and then jump right into it. Hey, Caroline, welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. How's it flying? How's it going? I'm doing so good, Azul. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. Do tell us, who is Caroline Hobbs? What is Caroline Hobbs? Oh, big question. (laughs) Uh, My name's Caroline. I'm a game designer um, based up in Olympia, Washington. My uh, previous game is Downfall, which you wonderfully shared on the podcast um, a few months ago. We did. And today I'm so excited to share Fedora Noir with you. And we're super excited to play it, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that was Michaela's. <laughs> yeah, Mika- squeal. When when I when I informed Michaela of uh, the fact that you reached out to us, she was immediately I wanna I I she she was immediately wanting to play it, so I think she's one of the most excited out of us all. Um, <laughs> I'm the most excited. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where, where can we find you, Caroline? Yeah, you can find me at C Hobbs on Twitter. It's C like the ocean, Hobbs, H-O-B-B-S. Gotcha. And I think we can go to Michaela then. Michaela, who or what are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am a composer and sound designer for video games. Um, and yeah, do the theme music for Don't Forget Your Tile. And I guess I can announce this on here first. So um, I am going to be composing the soundtrack for a game called Her Gentle Highness um, by Skybear Games. So it's going to be on Kickstarter sometime this month um, and released by the end of this year. Cool. Cool. Exciting. Um, What kind of game is it? Um, It is a visual novel. Um, it's got an historical theme, but it's kind of contrasted with this really um, comical kind of art style. So yeah, I'm going to be trying to like mesh together historical, like classical music with electronic music over that. So That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's going to be a fun challenge. <laughs> cool. That's so cool. That's awesome. Where can we find you, Michaela, on socials? Yep, so if you search up Mikate Music 1K2Ts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, <laughs> and Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I understand you also have a website. Oh, uh, yes, I do have a website. Mikatemusic.com. Thanks to the <laughs> Amazing. And then last but not least. Hey, Erin. I'm not least. Yay. I know you're not. <laughs> she was the least last time, you see. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Hey, guys, it's Erin. Yeah, I am an actor. You might have heard me a few weeks ago talking about the Alice cocktail experience. I'm still working there. We've been extended until the 22nd of August. So if you're in Auckland and you want to see me as the Mad Hatter and have a fun time solving riddles and drinking cocktails, you can Google the Alice cocktail experience. That sounds like my kind of experience. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Erina Flaherty Actor. So before we jump into playing Fedora Noir, Caroline, did you want to give us a brief summary of the game and tell us what it's all about? Yeah. Fedora Noir is a game about a detective and their hat. <laughs> we take on four roles, um, the detective, the partner, their flame, and their hat, and uh, see their messy relationships um, as we take on a difficult case. It's GM-less, dice-less. Um, it's uh, designed to play super quick. And although we're playing uh, online, it's laid out on beautiful tarot-sized cards. And we will hopefully be kickstarting it um, at the end of July this year. So very soon. Ooh, exciting times. Yeah, amazing. I, I have to say, I've heard a lot of elevator pitches for RPGs, but a story about a detective and their hat is probably <laughs> the most intriguing, like, I want to know what this is about <laughs> kind of elevator pitch I've ever heard. So, oh my gosh, very excited. We like to keep it snappy. Yeah, yeah nice. it is definitely snappy and like just 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 mysterious enough to kind of be like, kind of make you wonder, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Okie dokie. <laughs> Let's get onto it then. Let's get right into it. I'll hand the reins off to Caroline. Cool. So let's um, pop into the um, story synth window. Is everybody yep. in there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the way I like to facilitate this game is just taking turns um, reading the cards and um, following the instructions on them. Sounds good. Okay. So would someone um, like to start by reading that prelude card? Sure. I'll, I'll read it. Okay. Prelude. The camera shows a face hidden in shadow. A match flares, lighting up the features for an instant. Smoke swirls away as the sun sets in the distance. The detective steps out of the shadow, their weary eyes looking out over the city. They put on a creased and faded hat and walk into the night. It's time to get to work. In a game of Fedora Noir, we create the story of a flawed private investigator in the style of a film noir. We'll take on the roles of the detective, their partner, their flame, and their hat, the detective's sharp mind and inner voice. Together, we will explore the detective's relationships, choices, and failures against the backdrop of a difficult case. Okay, and let's create a setting. Awesome. So the first step is discuss and agree on a general setting idea. Where and when do we want to play our game? Okay. Or do we want to use one of the pre-made settings? Ooh. Have a look at these, see if we can get some inspiration. Mm. Mm -mm. There are some pretty mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Ideas in there. Some pretty cool ones. I do, I do like the idea of it not being your conventional noir city, so some kind of not normal element in there like like looking at the the prompts at least uh, either like something like underwater dome city you mm. know because it's still noir but something that's definitely not noiry uh, well not realistic i suppose underwater dome city yeah um so i yeah, think that one's pretty cool the underwater city does have a feeling of like a 1950s mm. city mm. but mm in um, an underwater setting. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I would be cool with that or some kind of like dystopia type place. I like the idea of it, you know, still being this sort of like physically dark place. Well, why not like combine the two? It's an underwater dystopian <laughs> dome <laughs> city. <laughs> Or, or some kind of dome city that is not underwater or on the land because mm -hmm. of the dystopia of the outside or... Um, 
kind of that just reminds me of the Simpsons movie. Oh, right, the dome. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> the oh dome on the city. <laughs> yeah. Any like elements that you are drawn to or would want to add, Michaela? Yeah, Caroline, Michaela. Um, I kind of like it, the idea of just being in this big city where you can kind of get lost in like the craziness of it all. I don't think I have a preference as to time period. Underwater could work. Do we want to lean? I don't know how realistic this would be, but do we want to lean into Michaela's idea and say that the uh, the streets and the alleyways change somehow <gasps> for whatever reason, so you Ooh. can get lost very easily? That's cool. Oh, okay. This might be a bit out there. You know, in Evangelion, how when they go into like lockdown and stuff to fight the angels the city goes underground ah. and it's basically like upside down oh yeah could be something like ah. that so like a city that can change yeah and yeah. can go to underground as well like it will move yeah and shift sort so of if like. it's like above ground and then it like flips over when there's danger or something oh that's cool what were you saying caroline maybe we want to start with the underwater city as like a starting point and then um, kind of change it to what we want. But I think that this idea of the city that changes is also really cool too. So we could start start fresh with that. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Okay. Yeah. Do we want to call this like the shifting city? Mm, oh, I, I like, like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like where, when it's when it's above, when it's in its normal state, kind of where is it in the world or what's the environment sort of like? Would it be just above ground, like a normal city for all intents and purposes in its normal state? Yeah. Is it like the only city in the area or something like that? Yeah. And there's like only one road in and out. How would we feel about if it's in the middle of um, sands? So it's like in the middle of a desert. So only one road Ooh. in and out across a, a long, long desert. I, I, I was actually thinking of that too. Yeah, I think I like desert idea. That sort of makes sense as well if it's, if like the sand is an element of the shifting, you know? Yeah. Cool. And then is this like a, a modern day analog or like a past analog or like a science fiction? Are we talking on cell phones or are we sending telegrams or communicating telepathically? <laughs> I, always, I always have a soft spot for the past, but I can, that's not a preference so much as just a, if I had to choose. I'd be cool with the past. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. So I guess more 1940s, 1950s. Yeah, kinda. should we do 40s, 50s? Cool. And then what does it look like when our city is flipped? Mm. Oh, there are sand waterfalls. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I think the crystals underground shimmer like a, like stars. Oh, oh my gosh, cool. yeah. So yes. like... Is it is it like so so instead of like a starry night you'll have like it's, it's yeah. the like crystal Oscada dome and oh that's yeah, amazing that's cool mm. I'm imagining would the buildings all be upside down on the flipped mm. side yeah so it's gravity like, works yeah, yeah. Gravity <laughs> don't ask gravity. questions <laughs> <laughs> like as in would people be walking on the ground and the buildings would be like stellar tight stalagmites or would gravity be flipped around no it's it, it's it's kind of like an upside down world so so imagine like stick a small clay figure onto a plate and then just turn the plate upside down that's that's basically it i think okay got it okay so gravity is flipped around okay great yes is that okay with everybody mm. yeah all good i guess awesome yeah because that way when they look up they'll see the crystals, yeah, the and, crystals the stars right. and like yeah maybe it can flip at night does that make sense? Or at least so that so that it's kind of a regular thing. Yeah. I like that. Great. Okay, let's look at step two. Um, together, create two reasons why the setting is difficult to live in. These can be environmental or social. Okay. Cool. Okay. I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> so I'm going to hand yeah. them <laughs> to everybody else first. Well, hmm. I mean, I'm imagining... <laughs> what are your ideas as well? Well, I, I I have two camps of ideas. Uh, the first camp is societal reasons, so like some kind of autocratic government with a particular uh, authoritarian kind of 
agenda to perhaps keep everybody in the city or to keep a secret uh, out, like keep the secret of the rest of the world out. And then the other camp is more environmental reasons like sandworms or like mm. um, sand things, something in the sand that can yeah. hurt you. What do you guys think? I'm also thinking about water access might be oh water <laughs> yeah yeah That's and maybe true. there's some sort of thing where like the center is really nice and well preserved but the outskirts of the dome is exposed to a lot of sand so it's just kind of like there's just like a whole lot of shacks and things around the the outskirts maybe maybe that's where like your yes class divide <laughs> <laughs> that's totally perfect <laughs> can we make it so that water is kind of like the gold of the city so mm. like because it's in such shortage like it's you oh know. my god all the rich people have like private aqueducts and stuff <laughs> 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 that are like oh. funneled down from the surface and people try and do water heists yeah water heists i love that <laughs> awesome it's like the bank of national waters or like <laughs> <laughs> cool do we feel do we feel like that's enough trouble? Do we have two or just one? Like one big one. I was thinking Azul when you said sandworms, I was thinking of something weird. Oh, yes, shoot please. This down. But I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about um sand in like the dream sort of sense. So what if there are these creatures underground that send psychic nightmares? <gasps> Oh, that's so cool. That's cool. <laughs> this is like reminding me so much of Celis now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of downfall. <laughs> it's because we chose sand. <laughs> It'll get less downfally when we start. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, you did have a dream thing too. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, we can we can still have it, but make it different because let's yeah because this is quite different. Like this is yeah. this is some these are creatures that cause nightmares versus like dust that causes sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also want to say like that their form is just sand. Like they kind of yeah form shapes from the sand and just like yes. fly around. They could be like a bogart. Nobody knows what their true form is because when you see them, they take on the form of something that you personally fear. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> terrifying. Okay, so let's take let's take the dream aspect away. So there are these these creatures underground that can walk amongst us, looking like the things that we fear. Whoa, that is okay. terrifying cool. when you put it like that. <laughs> they walk among us. <laughs> or at least it's something that, you know, is potentially rummaging around the sand that you don't want to run into. Yeah. And sand is all around us, so. Yeah. Okay, step three, each player add one location. Give the location a short description and a name. We can create more descriptions as we play. These are just a starting point. Hmm, all righty. I'm going to make the most obvious one, which is the Oasis, which is a bar, um, a upscale bar in the middle of the city. Yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of liking the joke idea I put on before about the National Bank of Water. <laughs> 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 but I'm not sure if it should be called the National Bank of Water. <laughs> I think for the moment, National Bank of Water is fine. If, if you come up with a better name. Yeah. Yes. So is it like, what, what is it exactly? It's a bank. That don't say it's water. a bank for water. Yes. <laughs> it's a bank for water. Is it is it like a giant building or is it like does it have branches throughout the city? Oh, it's huge. Um, it, it's a major big building in the middle of the city. It's almost like the city's made around it, and there there are smaller quote unquote branches around, uh, like kind of littered everywhere. But they're not really actual banks. They're more like, uh, you know how. In real life, when you're transferring money or gold from bank to bank, there's these armored cars kind of thing. So I was thinking essentially the smaller branches don't really have water unless somebody orders it specifically to that location. It's just the main bank with instead of like investment boxes, they have like water boxes. It's like gallons water of barrels. water. Can you make deposits? Yes, you can. <laughs> you pour it in. <laughs> So do you go and you exchange 
money for water at the bank. Is that how it works? Huh. <laughs> I don't actually know. I, I guess so. Like, they exchange something valuable for water, I guess. Yeah. I just don't know what, what's valuable. Or is water the currency? Yeah. And everybody has, like, a certain amount of water to their name. Ooh. And then they can trade that number to buy goods or something. Yeah. You're paid you're paid with water. We're water based currency. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Everybody walks around with these cups and like measurements. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you would you would do it on credit, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so you would have some kind of yeah, like a credit card or some kind of checkbook with how much you have. A water card. A water card, yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. Yep, yep. I'm gonna like continue to expand on the divide between the center and the outside so my location is called the outskirts and so Mm. that's like this ring around the outside where a group of really like hardened folk live and i want to say that they're more in tune with the environment so they're more in tune with the sand and they kind of like accept the fact that they're living or that these creatures are in their midst, basically. So I guess, like, there's more of this blur between what's real and what Mm. isn't real on the outskirts. Ooh, that's cool. I like the idea of everything you think that is real kind of starts breaking away when you go to the Mm. outskirts. Yeah. I have an idea. I'm just thinking about what to call it. I don't think you can get any worse than National Bank of Water. No, that's good. Okay, maybe you guys can help me come up with a name. So what I'm thinking of is an area of the city, maybe sort of in between the outskirts and more of the central city, which is essentially the black market red light district. (laughs) (laughs) So you can like trade water illegally there and there's like saucy water bars where like sexy girls feed you water and stuff (laughs) wow okay if everyone's cool with that could it be called like something something reddish like crimson sands or i had an idea A, a king snake is black and red Ooh. black market red light district okay cool i like that king snake Something, something. King Snake Town. (laughs) (laughs) Something to do with Uh, water. (laughs) Maybe Snake River. Yeah. 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 Ah. Cool. (laughs) Snake River. Oh, I like that too. Cool. Sounds seedy. (laughs) Made a setting. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Got to have a seedy place in (laughs) Noir. What is Noir without seediness? (laughs) Okay. Michaela, would you like to read the next card, please? Rolls. There are four roles in the game, the hat, the detective, the partner, and the flame. The hat and detective share control over the same character. The hat narrates the detective's thoughts, and the detective narrates their actions and speech. Together, they are the story's main character. The partner and flame are supporting characters. They each have a close relationship to the detective. The partner's relationship is professional. The flame's relationship is personal. These players also play everyone else that the detective encounters during the story, such as the client, suspects, etc. Choose or randomly assign each player a different role. Anybody have preferences? So I'm guessing the hat and the detective, is it kind of like... to 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 understand the dynamic between those two is it like the hat thinks the thought and the detective uses that as inspiration for what they do it goes both ways so the detective will be describing what they're doing and the hat will be making comments about it or giving suggestions the detective will often not listen to their hat the hat may be frustrated with the detective. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the same same person uh, racked by self-doubt. So the hat is almost like their conscience in a way? Exactly so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I would love to be the partner or the flame. Cool. I would also like to be the partner. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> then. <laughs> um, I really don't mind who I play, so I'm cool playing the detective or the hat. Um, okay. Um Maybe I oh, may, oh I don't know. <laughs> are you are you keen to play 
either of those roles, or would you prefer? I want it to be the partner or the flame. Or the flame. <laughs> okay, I can, I can, I can. Unless you want to, Caroline, um, I can, I can uh, let Michaela play the partner or the flame, and I can play the detective if that works. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I would also be happy to play the detective if you're like, oh, I really want to play the flame. The flame is super fun. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so if you if you want to be the the partner is like a professional someone else who's in the detective line of work mm-hmm. and then the flame is usually a romantic interest which which one of those would you prefer Michaela I think I'll be the flame awesome flame is awesome cool cool okay we're gonna just take turns reading the roll cards aloud and there's a few setup questions for the partner in flame and then we'll give our characters names pronouns and a short description mm-hmm. okay so Azul will you start with that detective card sure <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> I am the detective, a private investigator. The Hat and I share the same character but have different roles. My role is to narrate the detective's speech and actions. When I want to know the detective's thoughts, I have to ask the Hat. I can begin to narrate the detective's thoughts, but then I have to stop and let the Hat finish. I'll ask questions, express doubt, or start narrating a thought to show that I want the Hat to reveal our character's thoughts. I am the Hat, the detective's sharp mind and inner voice. The detective and I share the same character. My role is to narrate the detective's thoughts, feelings, and memories. I don't describe what the detective says or does, but I can tell the detective what they should do. Whether they listen, that's up to the detective. (laughs) I am the partner, the detective's professional associate and friend. My role is to narrate the partner's speech and actions and to play secondary characters when the partner is not in a scene. Okay, and then I'm going to answer how long have I known the detective and what is our relationship. Um, I'm going to say I'm the detective's, um, I think we're friends from childhood. Oh yeah. And and I don't work as a detective, um, but I work as a... I work as a, um, a water banker, <laughs> and yes. I've, I've helped the detective out a number of times. Um, detective, do you work with me now? Um, if we don't work together anymore, who broke up the partnership? Uh, I think we do work uh, together now. Um, there was a time when there was a strain in our relationship because of a common uh, interest in an individual. But we are long past that. Uh, we may have some healing wounds, but we're definitely long past that. Beautiful. And Hat, should you trust me? Absolutely. Yeah, I think I have a lot of trust in you and uh, respect for you, uh, even if I wouldn't necessarily admit it out loud or if I might still have some residual biases from our past tensions. Deep down, I, I trust you implicitly. And. Actually, Azul, detective, who who uh, who won on the mutual interest? Oh yeah, conflict. <laughs> oh, if if either of us. Uh, I don't know if this is this will be too meta, but I was thinking the flame <sighs> was the person that we were fighting over, so I would have won. Um, Great. Cool. All nice. in the past. <laughs> yeah, all in the past. <laughs> quotes, we hope so. Air quotes. <laughs> I am the flame. I have a complicated personal relationship with the detective. My role is to narrate the flame's speech and actions and to play secondary characters when the flame is not in a scene. Hey, what is my relationship to the, to the detective? Um... I want to say that I am from the outskirts. Ooh. Yeah. Done. And maybe I first met the partner and then kind of met the detective through the partner. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say I'm romantically involved with the detective now. So the next question is, are we together now? And this is from the detective. We, I think it's complicated. (laughs) Um, I think we are together, but also I'm aware of my partner. And so I'm kind of keeping it in the down low or uh, just kind of trying to keep it to a side. So for me, it's kind of like this dirty little secret rather than like a healthy relationship I'm your side piece (laughs) 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 
and then the hat. Who broke it off or wants to? Who wants to be together? Hmm. Well, I don't know how the flame feels, but I think I am quite infatuated with the flame. But I think I, you know, I think I'm using my partner as an excuse to keep it sort of on the down low. <laughs> I quite enjoy the thrill of it being a dirty little secret. Wow. I don't really want to like <laughs> marry her or anything. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> this escalated quickly. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't said this to the flame. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Oh, I don't know if we should throw a child into the mix, but. <gasps> oh, my oh my gosh. Oh, okay. I have to reevaluate. <laughs> maybe it's not even the detective's child, maybe it's the partner's child. And that's why there's this conflict between oh whoa <laughs> wait what <laughs> so the partner and the flame were actually previously together is that what you're saying yeah yeah whoa <laughs> okay spicy oh man <laughs> yeah oh totally that is it. correct yeah, <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> totally over <the> quotations <laughs> and so yeah i guess maybe i'm still living on the outskirts but i'm kind of relying on the detective when it comes to like money, maybe or water. Mm. Isn't the partner a water banker though? So. Yeah, you should rely on me for money. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the partner is money and the detective is more excitement. I don't know. Like yeah, or I don't know if you have like genuine feelings for the detective, or if it's yeah, just like also just a piece on the side, um, bit of fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> how how old do we want to make the kid? Can we make them a little bit older? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe a, a teen or a yeah. young teen. A teen, yeah. Teen sounds good. So they're beginning to understand the harsh realities of the world. <laughs> okay. Um, let's give our characters some names. And there are some beautiful illustrations down at the bottom that we could use optionally. Or we can make our own descriptions. Those are some wonderful illustrations. Yeah. Aren't they gorgeous? They're super cool. Yeah. Sorry, audio listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just trust us. <laughs> Yeah. Azul, um, do you have any ideas for the detective's name? I think, and this is just an opinion, so by all means speak against it, I think the detective should be a woman. Okay, great. Oh, okay, wait, that's like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Wait, no, no, the child then. Wait, no. That's okay. It's my child. I can be a man. Because... I kind of like the idea of the flame being bisexual, so maybe she's with the detective now, but yeah, she was in a heterosexual relationship mm, with mm, mm. The, the partner. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Ooh. Lola could be the flame's name. That's a very flamey name. Yeah. It is a very flamey name. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shall we focus on the partner, maybe? Maybe get the partner's name? Sure. Yeah, I'll look up some more names in the meantime. How about Charles? I'm going to do Dustin Charles. Ooh, Dustin Charles. Dustin. What a good name. Uh, what about Susan for the detective? Detective Susan. Is everybody happy with Susan? Susan um, probably needs a last name, doesn't she? Carmichael? Sure. Detective Carmichael? Yeah. Charles and Carmichael. They go way back. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. I love how Charles and Carmichael both have last names and Lola's just Lola. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's from the outskirts. And then let's give the kid a name, too. Oh, yeah. Good idea. What gender is the child? We could make him... Yeah, then it's kind of like two males, two females. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, yep. Bobby. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Great. Okay. Can oh can can his like um, term of endearment be like Bobby Child? <laughs> Bobby Child. Bobby Child. <laughs> Bobby Child. <laughs> That's so cute. Child. Bobby Child. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come here, Bobby Child. <laughs> <laughs> Come hither, Bobby Child. <laughs> Stop it, Mom. <laughs> Mom, not a kid anymore. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> our next step is to choose a case. Um, we've got four choices uh, of case. We can do someone is missing, 
Something has been stolen, someone has been framed, or someone has been murdered. My money's on murder, but that's because <laughs> that seems like it works well with the fantastical element of like these creatures coming in. Or, but actually, missing works as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I was saying because we have an extra character. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking is about Bobby? Bobby? Missing? Bobby? Bobby's missing. Oh, okay. Let's do that. Bobby is missing. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so who's missing? So we're gonna、um, create some basic facts of the case to get started. We're gonna take turns answering. Michaela's answered our first question: Who is missing? Is Bobby? How long have they been gone? Or how, how long has he been gone? How long do you think Lola would stay without、mm. reporting? How long is it? How long is it normal for somebody in the outskirts to go missing? Mm. Mm. Like, at what point does someone in the outskirts? Yeah. At what point did Lola become worried and call up the detective? Like. Um, I was gonna say, I, like, definitely more than a day or two. I oh, I was going like six months. But what? what? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just like ah,、oh, Bobby, he'll be home eventually. <laughs> okay, maybe a month. Maybe a month. What do you think, Caroline? Yeah, he's he's a teen. He's gone. He's gone on his own before. Yeah, right.、Um, who's looking for the missing person? What is their relationship? I will say that、um, I've come to the detective looking for the missing person. Nice.、Ooh. Okay. <laughs> not me. It, it's not even Lola. Lola okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll it's be Lola. Okay. No, I I changed my mind. Lola's looking for Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Who benefits from Bobby's disappearance? I mean, technically, the detective does. Whoa! I'm、Isn't、just saying. <laughs> oh! I'm just being like black and white here, but technically. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, because if Dustin is paying alimony and things, technically he would benefit from it. Ooh! <gasps> oh my God! Oh! So it's either the partner or the detective, one or the other, benefits from okay. this. Okay. Okay. That's that's potential, I think. But what if?、Um, what about you know? What was Bobby like? Maybe, you know, getting into some some rough business or rough something tough, like that. You know. Yeah, I li- I like the idea of of Bobby being in some sort of crime crime. I'm gonna because Michaela mentioned like a water heist before, or was it? Yeah, a,、so、it maybe, could be like a crime, turf wars, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so like either he has some, you know, like stowaway water, or that people are trying to get to, or if yeah, maybe he stole of, water from the wrong person. You know? Ooh, stole water from the wrong person. And then the last question is, why might Bobby want to stay missing? Stole water, water from, from the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess there's a little bit. You know, we might not know all the details, so there could be you know a bunch of bad guys after him. Yeah. Okay. Great. So we have a case.、Um, Azul, do you want to read this director's chair? Yes. As you explore the case, follow these principles: focus the story on the detective and their relationships to the partner, the flame, and the hat. Every player can create fiction about the case. Connect new evidence to existing theories, and one twist is usually enough. Erin, would you read the next card? There are seven chapters in the game. Each chapter starts with the player listed on the chapter card. Choose a prompt, then play a scene. Describe when and where the scene is, who is with you, and what is happening as the scene opens. The detective and hat are in every scene. Any player may ask to end the scene. Narrate moments. After every scene, each player may describe a short vignette of their character in any order. When the hat narrates a moment, they narrate the detective's thoughts directly to the audience. Show your character revealing something about the case, their past, or their relationships. Chapter one: The detective's office, dead of night. So this is the hat and detective's warmer. So there's there's two options.、Um, hat, you get to choose one. Then there's a little script. Read the script and then continue the scene. So this is where it's sort of showing you、um, the pattern of the hat and detective bouncing back and forth. What that looks like. Okay, great. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will go with. I can't let go of a case I failed. I'm alone in my office. It's the dead of night. 
I pick up a file and think about the case that I just can't let go. Was it my fault? No one will say it to my face, but I know I screwed up. I need a drink. I empty the bottle into my glass, but I don't touch it. Is it time to quit the business? After all, who would count on a washed-up detective who can't let go of the past? I can't sit here all night. I should get out of here. I stand up, ignore the empty, well, the full glass, and walk towards the door, opening it. Is it really time to leave? Something... Something about this... this office. It calls to me. It's like... This is where I belong. And where else am I going to go? What else am I going to do? I turn around and gaze around the office, glancing at the many awards and pictures, commemorating cases that I've sold, lining the shelves around me. A picture of me shaking hands with the mayor, a picture of me with the police chief, a picture of an old flame. Well, is she an old flame? More like a burning ember that will not go out, right? Lola. The sweet scent of her musty perfume. (laughs) 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 If only that kid wasn't in the way. Maybe we could have a real life together. Who am I to talk? No one's going to want to settle down with a workaholic like me. I sigh and I walk back to the beckoning glass of alcohol. Should I... Temptation. She's a wicked one. You know what? I've earned it, haven't I? I've worked hard. I take the glass and lift it up to my lips, smell the wafting aroma for a moment before gulping it down. (sighs) That's the good stuff. I smile to myself for a moment, just remembering past memories, not of course, of the case that I failed and sit down, musing upon those. There were many times that I succeeded, weren't there? Yeah. You know, I got made detective for a reason, and that reason is because I'm damn good at this job. I can see a fix from a mile away. You know, I... Yeah, I, I solved that theft case. I solved that theft case for Dustin last year. I pour more alcohol into my glass and then mutter under my breath, damn right, I'm a good detective. Yeah. What was I thinking? I shouldn't leave here. This is where I belong. You know, these streets might be dark. They might take me to some seedy places, but, well, they're my seedy places. I lift the glass up and towards no one in particular and say cheers to seedy places and take a sip. And then each player may narrate a moment if you like. For example, I'll go ahead, I'll narrate a moment. Um, We see the camera, we see um, a meeting between um, Dustin and Susan um, all those uh, last year when that case was solved. Um, and we see Dustin thanking and, and heartily shaking Susan's hand and looking very relieved. I'm standing by police tape. There's a lot of flashes, camera flashes, like old silver flashes going on around me. Uh, a lot of reporters shouting, screaming out as we all, as they all point to like a crumpled body in the side of the outskirts in the alleyway. There's a lot of people poking and prodding at me as well as the police chief looks at me with disgust. Yeah. Lola's in her home looking at a picture of her bobby child and as she holds as she picks up the frame something falls out and she sees that it's his water card which generally you don't leave the house without your water card.
Chapter two is me. Chapter two, a new case. I'm going to choose, can you handle this case? <laughs> so I think we see Dustin. I think Dustin has called Susan to his office in the National Bank of Water. Um, I think Dustin has a really nice office. I think it has like like a waterfall against a stone wall that you sometimes wow. see in offices. Um, behind. Super so fancy. Very fancy. And um, Dustin has called Susan to his office. And I think as uh, she enters, he's um, busily writing on a, a pad of paper at his desk. But as soon as as soon as he, she enters, he, he stands uh, and goes to close the door behind her. Susan, come, come in. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Dustin, what's this all about? You called me in such a, dare I say, fright? Sit, sit down, won't you? Can I get you something to drink? No, I just... That's fine. Actually, could I have some water? Whiskey neat. Water, yes. Dustin goes uh, and unlocks a, a fancy cabinet and pours uh, a water um, for you and a, a whiskey for himself. <clears throat> Thank you. Should have asked for the whiskey. Thank you very much. I talked to Lola last night. Oh, you did? She's doing great, isn't she? I didn't think they were talking these days. I mean, I suppose they've got that kid or whatever, but better not be starting some kind of new rivalry between us. Have you been talking to her a lot? And he sort of casually waves his hand. Yeah, yes, of course. It's about Bobby. You know he's missing. Lola told me that she asked you to find him. Well, it's the outskirts. People go missing for a while. Damn, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was there <laughs> on the table. And I I just thought I'd give it a bit more time. Yeah, that could be um that could be pressing. Lola's probably worried. But now's probably a good time to look into it. I imagine Susan, I don't think you're up to it, if I can be frank. What? I'm sorry. I'd I'd like you to to pull some strings and get someone a little. Don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> How can I not take it in the wrong way? Damn it, Susan! It's my son. So? And you know, you know, I would I would trust you. I would rely on you. But after the last case, that was an exception, Dustin. We've we've been through a lot. He's right. He's right, isn't he? I screw everything up. It was... Yes, I screwed that case up, and yes, that was... That was terrible. Let's let's not even... Yes. But you know me, Dustin. You, you, You know me. You know that I do good work. All the same, I would feel better knowing that... Well, let me help you at least. Help? Here. Uh, and he, he pulls out a, a water checkbook and passes it across the table to you. Take anything you need. So this is what you meant by help? Anything. Just find find Lola and my son. I look at the checkbook. Should I take it? You know, I, I want to take advantage of my friend, but... Well, he's got a lot of money. No, no, no. He must be... He must be worried sick. I don't know why... Well, okay. I know why he doesn't trust me with this case. But surely he knows that if anyone's going to find his son, it's going to be me. I should do it. I take the checkbook, rustle through it a bit, and say, You're sure about this? Carmichael, I can't say that I'm confident in anything anymore. All I know is I'm counting on you. Lola and I are both counting on you. Lola and I, eh? Hmm. I take a deep breath and say, Listen, don't worry. I'll find him. You have my word. Oh, was that a bad thing to do? Ah, uh, never make promises you can't keep, right? <laughs> it doesn't mean literally, obviously. <laughs> but, um, no, I should, I... I need to re-earn Dustin's trust and, well, things will be over with Lola if I don't find their kid, I'm sure. This is important. 
I have to do this right. Yes, you have my word. Dustin says, are you seeing much of Lola these days? Ouch. When did I see her last? I mean, I'm pretty sure I blew through her place a couple of nights ago, but my memory's pretty hazy, you know? Fridays. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I, I see her all the time. You know, just, of course. Put in a good word for me, won't you? A good word? Oh. <laughs> a, a good word? Whatever do you mean? Oh, you know how it is with complicated romances. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> that is sassy. <laughs> That's really sassy. <laughs> um, I smile at Dustin and say, of course, Dustin. A good word. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I head to the exit. Cool. Wow. Hey. Um, would anyone like to narrate a moment? I'm going to say Lola's, again, uh, just in her home, and she's um, trying to figure out why Susan hasn't come by or said anything to her since she asked Susan to help look for Bobby Child. She's starting to think maybe... <laughs> Sorry, the, the pronouns are getting confusing. Lola's starting to think that maybe Susan didn't really like Bobby all that much to begin with. So she's not sure if she's asked the right person to to help. I think we see a flashback of the partner Dustin um, and Bobby having a heated argument a couple months ago that ends ends with Dustin storming off. Oh. Yeah, we, we, we flash back to Susan in her chair, taking her fifth, maybe sixth uh, glass of, downing her sixth glass of whiskey, strong whiskey. And then you see uh, Lola barging in and saying some things, and Susan just kind of glazedly looking at her uh, before pointing at the desk and probably forgetting about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'll I'll do something, maybe off that. Damn it. How could I have forgotten something as huge as Lola's kid going missing? What is wrong with me? Ugh, what what did happen the other night? I'm sure I'm sure I saw her. I'm sure she was it at her place or no, oh, maybe maybe I should go easy on the drink. At least as long as the case is going on, you know, get back on that wagon later. I mean, it's it's not a drinking problem. It's just a proclivity for the finer things in life, you know? Oh man. I, I should I should really head over there. I'll be in her bad books soon if I don't do something about this case. Chapter 3. Heart to heart. Okay. Oh, <laughs> those are some some big <laughs> some big things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'll go with I want to be with you, but dot dot dot. Okay, I'll say that the detective has finally decided to pay Lola a visit, and as the detective enters. She just kind of barges in as if she owns the place. And she sees that Lola is talking quite intimately with Dustin. Well, uh, this is not what I expected to see. Yeah, so I walk, like, barge in and see this and immediately just go, um, excuse me? Susan, hi. I uh, wasn't expecting you to, to come by. I haven't heard from you for so long. What? How, how long has it been? I thought that was just the other night. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Susan, uh, uh, Dustin, Dustin stands up uh, as Susan comes in and says, uh, we're, we're glad you're here. Have you made any progress on the case? I'm worried sick about my Bobby child. Right, the case, of course. Let's get back on track. Uh, what 
What does Lola know? Well, that's actually why I came here, to ask more questions so that we can make more progress on the case. Right. Nice one. (laughs) 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 Well, I was hoping that you'd come by sooner, um, but last week I found this hidden behind a frame and I hand um, Susan the water card, Bobby's water card. I haven't checked the balance on it or anything, um, but Bobby doesn't work or anything, so he should only have enough to get by in an emergency. I think Dustin Dustin grabs the card and says, well, why didn't you say so, Lola? I can look into that right away. And I think he takes it and, and leaves the room to make a few calls. Oh, <laughs> oh geez. No police procedure here, I suppose. I kind of grimace slightly and say, well, he works fast. Yeah, unlike someone. Hey, hey, oh. I've, I've been working. I mean, I, I do deserve that. I've definitely been working <laughs> on things. <laughs> working on what exactly? Depleting your whiskey? Okay, also deserve that one. Uh. You know, that may be the case, but whiskey makes me think. Think the good thoughts. Yo. You know? That's also true. I've been thinking too, um, Susan. I I want to be with you. Naturally. <laughs> but I just don't know if you love Bobby or if you will ever accept him. Ooh. I look into her eyes for a moment. Do I really care about Bobby? Oh, jeez, I mean... Not really a big fan of kids, you know? I mean, my work has always been my life, and sure, it hasn't always brought me total satisfaction, but, well, that's what I'm good at, and that's what I'm used to, and I always thought I didn't really need anything else, you know? Bit of company, bit of drink. A kid is so foreign and it's a lot of responsibility. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't care for his safety. Obviously, I, I want to find him. I want to bring him back. But to be a parent, a parental figure, that's a whole nother thing. Listen, Lola, baby, that's not true. It, it's complicated. I do care for Bobby, but I just don't think I'll be a good mother, but that doesn't mean that we're not good together, you know? That doesn't mean we can't be good together. Yeah. You know, I, I can provide for her. I can I can be there for you. I can be there for the both of you. Come on, baby, come on. Susan, Bobby and I, we're a team. You have to accept both of us. Sure, yeah, whatever. I, I can accept both of them, you know, a package deal, sure. Yeah, that doesn't mean I have to have, you know, a heart-to-heart with the kid every other five minutes, right? You know, I, I need someone that can have really deep conversations with Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just can't get through to him, you know, and, and Dustin, he does a really good job with that. He really gets through. Uh, hold, hold on. <laughs> She's saying she wants to get back with Dustin? Back up a bit, Lola. Are you saying what I think you're saying? What What exactly? You know, with Dustin? Oh, no, there's nothing going on between me and Dustin. Um, but he just... Oh, thank God. He cares about Bobby, and that's just what I'm in need of at the moment, is someone who will stand up for Bobby and be there. I take a step towards Lola, um, take her hands in mine. You know what, I might not have a uh, typical maternal instinct or whatever you want to call it, but but I'm a damn good detective and I am going to find Bobby if it's the last thing I do. Listen Lola, I got your back and I got Bobby's back too. I'm going to find him if it's the last thing I do and you have my word. And yeah, I get that you're a package deal. I get that. And I'm happy to accept it. You know, I have my problems, but 
that should be that's right, right? I'm 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 willing to accept him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, okay, so, sound more sure, reassuring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I I can I can provide for the both of you. I can be there for the both of you. Thanks, Susan. Um, right now, I just want my Bobby child back. It's been too long without him. He's gonna be back. Oh man, I feel. Oh. I feel terrible. I, I've neglected her. I haven't been here. I was drunk the other night when she told me about Bobby. I forgot about it. Who am I? Lola, I'm Susan Carmichael. <laughs> <laughs> um, not what I was going for. <laughs> I'll find your kid. I'll find... I hesitate before saying, I'll find our kid. <gasps> <laughs> and then I embrace her. Lola is uh, feeling a bit more re- reassured by that. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Okay, that went well. Mm. Nice. nice. <laughs> this is so wonderfully wacky. <laughs> I love this mechanic. This is amazing. <laughs> is that um, scene? I. I think that scene, um, and maybe if the partner wants to reveal what he's found out in a signet, maybe. So I think um, we see um, Dustin coming back into the room, shaking his head, uh, saying the account's completely empty. Um, And he seems frustrated and kind of maybe a little angry about that um, and puts the card down on the table um, before almost sort of storming out. I think... Lola is feeling is still feeling a bit conflicted but I think um, she's less focused on I guess her own romantic interest and just focusing on what's best for Bobby at the moment and so she's kind of relying on the detective at the moment to just find some sort of clue or something that will lead them to Bobby. I think the camera pans into the detective's room again and she's ruffling through numerous papers and stacks of cards and stuff like that, looking through her contacts, her lists of uh, people to contact and she finally comes across a contact from the, um, <clears throat> the outskirts that she knows, well, that uh, a close compatriot of Bobby at the very least. And she takes the card, puts it in her pocket, because pockets exist, and walks out. All right, all right. Time to knuckle down, get to work on the case. Okay, Bobby's been missing for a month, I think she said. And the water card. One thing's for sure. Nobody who's intentionally gone somewhere will leave without their water card. There's definitely something suspicious going on. Maybe I should look into any mob contacts that Bobby might have had. Any dirty jobs he was working. Sounds like somebody might have taken him. But where? Can the detective solve the mystery and keep her relationships intact? Will she find Bobby before someone else does? Or will she make the same mistakes as last time? Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, at Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. So till next time, keep your towels at the ready.